Colorado's primary elections are almost here. On who's going to govern, you've heard all the major party candidates for governor. Today, a bonus episode takes you to three of Colorado's congressional districts, each with its own heated primary battle. We'll go to Aurora to the one congressional seat with the best chance of flipping parties in Colorado this year. The primary race has involved secret recordings and a TV stunt with pepper spray. It's just unbearable. It's like lava in your eyes. The media does not pay attention unless you do something spectacular. In Colorado Springs, Republicans are vying to unseat the incumbent in their own party. They want him to be more of a national conservative leader. First, on this bonus episode of Who's Gonna Govern from CPR News, we go to Denver, where Democrat Diana DeGette faces her most serious challenger in years. CPR's Sam Brash brings us the story of the incumbent against the woman who, just a short time ago, wanted to break up with the Democratic Party. For decades, Syra Rao enjoyed a happy relationship with the Democratic Party. Bill Clinton was the first person I ever voted for in 1996. I named my ficus plant Hillary. Knocked doors, fundraising, all that kind of stuff. Rao is Indian American and worked as a Wall Street lawyer before starting a company that promotes kids' books by diverse authors. Then came 2016. Rao supported Hillary Clinton and even canvassed for Diana DeGette. But after the election of President Trump... It became clear to me that the corporate part of the Democratic Party, sort of the establishment, wasn't interested in my issues specifically, so issues of racial justice. Rao feels the party hasn't done enough to protect undocumented immigrants or end mass incarceration. So in December of last year, she published an essay in the Huffington Post. Called I'm a brown woman who's breaking up with the Democratic Party, talking about being a woman of color, feeling tokenized feeling used. The op-ed went viral. Some Democrats attacked Rao's perspective, but others wanted to know if Rao felt that way. Was she going to leave the party or do something about it? So I hopped into the race in the middle of January. In a backyard in southwest Denver, Rao launches a group of canvassers to knock doors and hand out campaign literature. We are completely on target to win this thing. We've already knocked over 27 thousand doors. Despite that optimism, it won't be easy for Rao to unseat DeGette. The incumbent demolished her last primary challenger in 2016, winning 87 percent of the vote. But Rao has mounted a much more ambitious campaign. She out-fundraised DeGette in the first quarter of this year, all while refusing to take any corporate PAC money. That stance is partially what attracted Sochil Gaitan to Rao's campaign. But even more, Gaitan says that as a Mexican-American woman, identity matters as much as policy. The simple fact that she is a woman of color and gets it and understands what it's like to live on the margins of society, to me, that made a huge difference. When it does come to policy, Rao says she wants to defund Immigration and Customs Enforcement, or ICE, and eliminate all student debt. And we're talking about people who are, again, working two, three jobs. They're sitting on a pile of student loan debt. They can't afford the rent. There is real distress here. And there's a real sense that nobody is listening. To make sure residents are heard, Rao has pledged to hold a town hall in the district every month. She says get hasn't done that enough. I am offended by that allegation. This, of course, is Representative Diana Get. I come home every weekend. My husband and my dog and my kid live here. And I have an average of one town hall meeting 
a month. That includes in-person town halls and telephone and Facebook town halls. At an ice cream social at a supporter's home in Cherry Creek, DeGette reminds the audience of her track record in Congress. As co-chair of the Pro-Choice Caucus, DeGette has fought for the repeal of the Hyde Amendment, which bars the use of federal funds for abortion. Because what it says is wealthy women can use their insurance or their own money to get abortions. But poor women who are on Medicaid, they can't get one. And it really hits poor women and women of color. And DeGette says that unlike Rao, she has the seniority to be effective on everything from women's issues to campaign finance reform, especially if Democrats retake the House in November. The question is, do people want to elect somebody who will be one of the most junior members of Congress, or do they want to elect somebody who actually knows how to introduce a bill and pass a bill through Congress. As for Rao's argument that Democrats have neglected women of color... I think that the Democratic Party and our whole society really needs to address the issue of race in a thorough and unvarnished way. DeGette says her experience means she's well-prepared for that discussion. Syra Rao, on the other hand, is hoping the district's voters are ready for a fresh perspective. I'm Sam Brash, CPR News. You're listening to a special episode of Who's Gonna Govern? I'm Nathan Heffel. Colorado's primary election is coming up fast. You've heard from all the major party candidates for governor. Today, as a bonus on this podcast, three congressional races to pay attention to in the state. And now to Colorado's fifth congressional district, centered in Colorado Springs. For the past decade, Congressman Doug Lamborn has been a reliably conservative representative for this deep red district, but now he faces numerous primary challenges. CPR's Nathaniel Minor reports that this year the field is particularly strong and crowded. This scene was a high school auditorium in Woodland Park, just west of Colorado Springs, on a recent weeknight. Welcome, everybody. Uh, First off, give yourselves a hand. Thank you for coming out. We've got a great crowd. Four Republican candidates gathered to debate. It was sponsored, naturally enough, by the high school's debate club. All right. Good evening to you all. I'm here to open up the first question, and let's just get some good discourse in here and really find out all we can. The candidates gunning for Lamborn's seat include a former local mayor and a former judge, as well as two higher-profile contenders, El Paso County Commissioner Daryl Glenn and State Senator Owen Hill. The four debated whether President Trump was doing a good job, how to prevent school shootings while protecting the Second Amendment, how to improve the nation's schools. Missing, though, from the stage was the incumbent, Doug Lamborn, who was home in the district that night. Hill seized on Lamborn's absence. And candidly, as long as we have people who are on district work week right now, with nothing on their official schedule, unwilling to show up and answer to the voters, we need to do a better job of throwing the bums out of Congress. Lamborn first won his seat more than a decade ago, but he's faced a primary challenge almost every election cycle since then. After the debate, Daryl Glenn said the person holding a safe Republican seat like Colorado's fifth should not just vote conservatively. They should be a leading voice for conservatives nationwide. And Glenn says Lamborn just hasn't done that. And I think that he has operated as his skill level. But when I think about the fact that we need to have the fifth congressional district on the map as far as leading the nation in a lot of these issues when it comes to freedom and liberty. And we're not going to do that if we continue to keep going down the same path. Lamborn's campaign has been relatively low-key. I caught up with him a few weeks after the debate at a town hall with religious leaders. 
he was quick to tout his impact on the district. You know, I haven't changed one iota since the day I've gone to Congress. I'm still the same person I always have been, and just as conservative. But um, I now am learning how to get some great victories to go along with it. Lamborn highlights his support for an Air Force colonel who was punished for his views on same-sex marriage and his senior position on the House Armed Services Committee, which he says helps him bring military resources to Colorado Springs. So I feel like I've got some great things going for me, and uh, that puts me in a class apart from my opponents. Political observers wonder, though, if that will be enough for the six-term incumbent. Joshua Dunn is a political science professor at the University of Colorado, Colorado Springs. And he says there are likely many voters in the district who believe Lamborn should have more accomplishments under his belt. But the sheer number of challengers could play in the incumbent's favor. I mean, when I saw that Daryl Glenn got in the race after Owen Hill had already announced for the race, I thought that was a a huge gift uh, to Doug Lamborn. And I still think that. Dunn says voters will have to decide on record and style because there are a few other differences between the candidates. Yeah, if you actually looked at Daryl Glenn, Owen Hill, and Doug Lamborn, their positions on the issues, it'd be difficult to get a piece of paper between them on, on the issues. One thing is clear for Lamborn. Next week's vote will be his biggest electoral test of the year. And if he wins this primary, November is a formality. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is <laughs> this is what the third most Republican district in the country. <laughs> you, there has to be some extraordinary scandal for a Democrat to have a chance of winning in this district. Yeah, yeah it'd be like a Republican winning in Boulder. Ballots are due back next Tuesday. I'm Nathaniel Miner, CPR News. This is Who's Gonna Govern from CPR News, and it's a special bonus episode to hear about the three biggest primaries in Colorado's congressional races. The 5th District, as you just heard, is the most Republican in the state, and CD6 is Colorado's most purple. Democrats have been trying to take the seat since it was redrawn six years ago, and they're hoping the political climate might finally be in their favor. Two Democrats are squaring off for the chance to try to unseat incumbent Mike Kaufman, As CPR's Anne-Maria Wad reports, these primary contenders are running two very different races. Lots of candidates hope that their campaign ad goes viral. For Levi Tilleman, that happened pretty recently. We can have a secured canister of pepper spray in every classroom in America. It's just unbearable. It's like lava in your eyes. In the video, Tilleman is sprayed directly in the eyes with pepper spray. What follows are shots of him dunking his head in a tub of soapy water and using a hose to wash out his eyes. We have put out so many innovative policies and the media does not pay attention unless you do something spectacular. And Tilleman believes it's had the desired effect. His answer to school shootings would arm teachers with pepper spray rather than guns. The conversation is happening all around America and all around the world, and it's going to save lives. Guns and gun control could be an issue in this purple district. Representative Mike Kaufman has an A grade from the National Rifle Association and accepts campaign contributions from their advocacy group. Tilleman says he's trying to chart a middle ground. And his Democratic opponent, Jason Crow, says he's also concerned about it, too. Yeah, this is a district that has seen more than its share of gun violence. And I've been around the last few months holding town halls with parents and students and teachers. And I have students crying to me, saying that they're afraid to go to school. I've met with 
parents who have lost their children to gun violence. Crow advocates for stricter gun control policies, like a ban on some types of firearms. Policy nuances aside, many see this race as a battle between different wings of the Democratic Party. Tilleman is a green energy entrepreneur who compares himself to Bernie Sanders. Crow is an attorney who advised Governor Hickenlooper and former Senator Mark Udall on veterans' issues. And while Crow runs a more traditional campaign, Democratic consultant Craig Hughes says Tilleman's campaign has been anything but. In my opinion, Levi is running a bomb-throwing campaign. Whether that is serious or not, I'll let the voters decide. Is he talking about the issues that matter to the voters? Not from what I can tell. Is he more interested in tearing down than building up? Absolutely. Tilleman made a splash earlier this year when he secretly recorded a conversation with a top House Democrat who asked him to leave the race in favor of Crow. Instead, Tilleman leaked the muffled recording to the online publication The Intercept. Yeah. I know you're fundraising for Crow. Craig Hughes, the Democratic consultant, wouldn't comment on the tape, but says Tilleman wasn't well known in the party before he got in the race. Crow, on the other hand. Jason, I think, is somebody who had really put in a lot of hard work and a lot of effort for Democrats through the years. Crow is also the candidate that party leaders believe has the best shot against incumbent Mike Kaufman. One reason is that Crow is a veteran and campaigns on veterans' issues, which has always been a focus of Kaufman's. And I've spent the last uh, decade plus in this community fighting for veterans as well, from working to help bring the new VA hospital to Aurora, to helping to get funding for the new Fort Lyons Veterans uh, Homeless Facility on the Eastern Plains here in Colorado, to mentoring uh, dozens of veterans myself and helping them make the transition from uh, military life to civilian life. Crow has a massive fundraising advantage, raising $1.6 million so far to Tilleman's 320000 which may be why Tilleman is trying to raise his profile by garnering as much national media attention as possible. He was recently interviewed by This American Life and went on Fox News to talk about the pepper spray ad. The Department okay. of Homeland Security has three things that no, they suggest No, you just when staged a reality a show Run, in your head and As Democrats try to take back the House, Colorado's 6th District is a big piece of that puzzle, which makes this primary high stakes, according to consultant Craig Hughes. He points out that Kaufman won re-election handily two years ago, even though the district also went for Hillary Clinton. It is a very tough district uh, to win, and I think you've got to have all of the right conditions going in your direction to win it. But in a district with large minority and immigrant populations, President Trump may have created the right conditions for a Democratic win. But first voters will have to decide which Democrat. I'm Anne-Marie Awad, CPR News. So key issues and candidates in the primaries for Colorado's 1st, 5th, and 6th congressional districts. The primaries are coming up fast on June 26th. This has been a bonus episode of Who's Gonna Govern? Stay plugged into this podcast for more of what you need to know headed into the fall's general election. Our music is composed by Scott Holmes. Thanks to Megan Verlee for editing today's stories and Michael Hughes for mixing. I'm Nathan Heppel, Colorado Public Radio News.